And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to A Pawn for the Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of A Pawn for the Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And man, quick turnaround. Real quick turnaround as we record this on a Wednesday morning. We are getting rocking and rolling because your Las Vegas Raiders play on Thursday night football tomorrow night in just, let's call it 24, 30 hours, approx. Take it on the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a 515 kickoff on Amazon for all of you who want to tune in. But man, like I said, a busy week. The Raiders unfortunately fall 3 nothing. Uh, over the weekend, yes, 3 nothing to the Minnesota Vikings. More on that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, the beauty of playing on Thursday Night Football, and, I, and I've talked about this a lot, it's, it's the blessing and the curse of Thursday night. You play on Sunday, and, and if you have a great afternoon, a great evening, whatever it is, uh, you've got to turn the page pretty quickly to get, uh, to get ready for the next team. You don't have the luxury of being able to bask in a victory Monday, of easing back into a Tuesday and then getting back on the practice field on Wednesday. It, uh, it's a hard, it's a quick turnaround. You really don't have, like I said, have enough time to really marinate and bask in a W. On the flip side, if you lose a game, if you lose the previous Sunday, like the Raiders unfortunately did, dropping a 5-8 and eight in the process, doesn't matter. You got to go. You got 24 hours and you got to flip that page. You got to get ready to rock because uh, in just 72 hours, or really 96 hours, you got to welcome another team into Allegiant and you got to be able to go. And Antonio Pierce is going to have this group ready to go. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the short week is challenging, right? You hear it from players, you hear it from coaches, you hear it really from anyone that works for a club or an organization. Thursday night football is tough. Candidly, it's tough for us, right? I mean, we, we cram four or five days worth of content into about two days. Uh, we have a lot to do, a lot to get through. But, you know, on the back end, you get a nice little buy. And for the Raiders, after this game, a mini buy, I should say, uh, they will have the weekend off. Then they will have that extra day because they will play on Christmas uh, when they take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But we are getting a ho- really, really far ahead of ourselves. we got a lot of business to handle tomorrow night at Allegiant, and we are feeling good. There's an energy in the building. Uh, Amazon is here with the NFL getting ready, doing all their production meetings, do a bunch of uh, really awesome pre-production stuff that I'm sure we will see on the broadcast tomorrow night. Uh, it's a good energy here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. There is a lot going on because, like I said, whether it's us, whether it's the players, whether it's anyone associated with this team, your entire week gets condensed. But the beauty of it is we're fired up. We're ready to go. Nothing better than doing this in, uh, in mid-December. But uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to welcome in friend of the program, A.J. Cole. A.J. Cole, who is having, I will say it, a Pro Bowl all pro 
type of season for the 2023 Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, he was good a year ago, but he is even better this go-around. And it seems like a good rule of thumb. You set a franchise record, and you should get on the pod. Seems pretty easy. That's exactly what AJ did. 83-yard punt against the Vikings, the king of field position. And uh, unfortunately, it was not enough to, to secure a W for the silver and black. But like I said, you, you've set a franchise record. You're doing something right, and we'll get you on the pod. But before we do- uh, enjoy our conversation with AJ, before we unfortunately briefly look back at Sunday afternoon uh, down there at Allegiant Stadium, we got those bills to pay, brothers and sisters. So we start, as we always do, with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. Uh, and to the last time we all hung out, Champ Kelly and his staff have made the following moves. On December 9th, they activated linebacker Kanai Malga from the reserve injured list and activated tackle Brandon Parker and fullback Jakob Johnson, both friends of the program, from the practice squad. Then on December 11th, Brandon Parker and Jakob Johnson, the two aforementioned, uh, reverted to the practice squad. And then yesterday... As I said, as we record this on a Wednesday. Also, short week uh, is really the king of messing up the days of your week, right? Because today is a Friday, but really, excuse me, no, today is not a Friday. Today is a Wednesday, but it's a Friday slash Saturday schedule. Everything gets uh, all t- uh, topsy and turvy. And for a guy like me, who one of the things I love about the NFL is the schedule, is the regiment, uh, you know, part of it, is the fact that most Mondays are the same, most Tuesdays are the same. Short week throws me off. But uh, anyways, yesterday, which would be Tuesday, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders signed Brandon Parker to the active roster. Good for you, Mr. Parker. Welcome back. Uh, and also signed DJ Fluker to the practice squad uh, and placed linebacker Kanai Mauga on the reserve injured list. We heard from Antonio Pierce earlier this morning. Uh, It sounds like we are not going to have Colton Miller uh, available to go tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Chargers, which now kind of makes sense. You sign DJ Fluker to the practice squad. I am certainly not a uh, a prognosticator, an insider, any type of uh, of variety, but I would have to think that you have Fluker on the practice squad. He seems like a prime candidate to be one of those game day elevations tomorrow night. But before we get ahead to tomorrow night, before we talk all things AJ Cole, we break down specialty teams do all the fun stuff uh, we got to do the stuff that isn't so fun and we got to briefly 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 i promise recap the loss to the vikings on sunday and i guess the uh, the beauty of this is pretty quick recap right punt 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 missed field goal missed opportunity punt 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 i i mean you know i i try to look at this from okay, what do we like coming out of that game? What do we feel good about? And the easy answer is, is Patrick Graham's defense, right? I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really stating the most obvious thing at, at this juncture of the year. Patrick Graham's defense, balling out, playing a really, really, really excellent brand of football. I don't care if it was Joshua Dobbs. I don't care if it was Nick Mullins. I mean, they are now, you know, I feel confident saying this. They, they really are the heartbeat of the Raiders in 2023. That is the identity of the Raiders. When you think about what can you count on from the 2023 Las Vegas Raiders, this iteration of the team, it's you're going to get fantastic effort on defense. You really are. Yeah, Max Crosby does his thing again. Uh, Two sacks, now up to career high for the Mad Max, 13 and a half. Uh, You know, one of only five guys in franchise history now to hit that 50 sack mark. I mean, he is, you know, the, the spiritual, emotional uh, on-field leader for this team. But really now, he's bringing his buddies with him. And we heard that from Antonio Pierce. We've heard that from Max Crosby. That's the next step in kind of his, his evolution. And it's now not just Max. You know, going into this season, we talked about, hey, 
it's going to be Max plus who, right? It can't be Max plus just 10 dudes. And that's not the case, right? It's Max and Robert Spillane. It's Max and Nate Hobbs. It's Max and Malcolm Coons. It's Max and Tyree Wilson. You know, I thought that Tyree had probably one of his better, if not his best game uh, as a young professional Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium. So it's Max plus all these guys. And, and really, they're playing at a, at a level that is awesome to see. Certainly, I think a level of frustration, uh, you know, you know, after Sunday's result, considering how well those dudes did play. But if we're looking at things that we liked from Sunday, it's the consistent 60-minute effort of Max Crosby and Patrick Graham's defense. Now, flipping to the other side, if, you, if you're an NFL team in 2023 and you allow three points, you got to win that football game. You have got to find a way to win that football game. And the Raiders' offense simply just wasn't able to do much of anything. Didn't even attempt a field goal against the Vikings. And, man, that's tough. It's so tough. It, it, you, know, you feel the frustration when you watch the uh, – you know, I don't want to say the effort because I think there's never been a question of effort with this team, the offense uh, in particular. But you just feel the frustration that the execution isn't there. Right, And certainly there were injuries uh, on Sunday. We talked about Colt Miller. He wasn't able to go. Andre James gets nicked up. So Dylan Parham moves to the middle of the offensive line. He's the man in the middle. Jordan Meredith comes in. Josh Jacobs gets a little banged up. He doesn't finish the game. So you're, you're not operating with your full complement of weapons if you're the offense, if you're the Raiders' offense. But you got to find a way to put some points on the board. you got to find a way to at least get a touchdown. Two field goals wins that game. One play wins that football game. And I was talking, you know, Jason Fitz and I were talking in the fifth quarter, shameless plug alert, after the game. And Fitz brought up a great point where he goes, when the season is over, and look, I'm a firm believer, until there's a little E next to Las Vegas Raiders on the standings, this team has a lot to play for, right? Until it is mathematically, statistically impossible for the Raiders to go to the postseason and continue their goals and aspirations of the season, they're still playing, Right. But he said, when you look at the seat, you know, you, you zoom out and we look at the 2023 Raiders in totality. Fitz was like, this is going to be one of those moments where you look at it and it was such a, you know, I don't want to say momentum swinging game, but it was such a weighty game in terms of what a, what a positive result did versus a negative result. If you find a way to finish that game, if you find a way to win uh, against the Vikings, to score six points against the Vikings, you are now one game out of the playoffs, firmly in the hunt, with a Thursday night game at home, Los Angeles Chargers coming to town without the benefit of Justin Herbert. You are now uh, you are essentially four quarters away from being back to 500 and being squarely in the mix. Now, the tone and tenor of that changes a lot. Right now you're five and eight, and a win on, uh, on Thursday night will be awesome. But six and eight feels a whole heck of a lot different than seven and seven. It does. It, it's just the, the fact, the reality of life in the NFL. And again, I've said this, and I will continue to say it, until there is a little E next to the Raiders' name uh, on whatever search engine you use to look up your, uh, your standings, I'm a firm believer in like, hey, go out there, play to win the game, because you never know. We see this every single year. Team has an incredible December, gets hot, has a few things bounce their way, and you never know. That's all I'm saying. But the Raiders have to win this game on Thursday night to even continue any hope, any, any dream uh, of those goals of playing postseason football. And if they want to do that, 
they are going to have to do it against a division rival, the Los Angeles Chargers coming to Allegiant Stadium. Actually, by the time that we were this this comes out, I bet you the Chargers will be in Allegiant. Thursday night game. I would I have to imagine they fly in uh, later this afternoon or tonight. But, you know, it's so funny because every time the Raiders and the Chargers get together, and, and look, we can insert, insert whatever sports cliche we want. Oh, throw out the records, two teams that don't like each other, blah, blah, blah. But statistically speaking, whenever the Raiders and Chargers get together, it is an adventure. It is a close game. We see something funky. We see something that we haven't seen before. And, uh, and I frankly cannot wait. I mean, here's a little stat for you that came through during, uh, during some of our prep this week. Over the last 10 seasons, that's since 2014, 15 of the 19 games between the Chargers and Raiders have been decided by one possession. One possession. Feels like all these teams do is play close games together. The only other matchup with 15 one-possession games in that span is Texans-Colts. So we, we really are talking about a, a decade of really close, hard-fought, nasty battles. We go back to week four. Raiders lose that game 24-17. Aiden O'Connell's first start as a professional. A, a day to remember if you're Khalil Mack. A day to forget if you're Aiden O'Connell in that Raiders offensive line. But all the same, man. It, uh, like I said, this is all these teams do is play really close games. And I have the feeling, I have the expectation that that is what we are going to see uh, tomorrow night at Allegiant Stadium. And, and real quick, before we welcome in our guy, AJ Cole, I feel like we must mention the fact, and I said at the top, that Justin Herbert will not be playing in this game. Uh, we heard yesterday successful finger surgery for Mr. Herbert, but his 2023 is done, which means that Easton Stick, yes, Mr. Stick, comma, Easton, uh, will be the man under center for the Los Angeles Chargers tomorrow night, making his first career NFL start. And look, we'll talk about it on, on the, after our, our chat with AJ. you got to figure out a way to get to the young fella. We have seen this movie before. In fact, we saw this movie with Aiden O'Connell earlier this season. If you are able to get pressure, consistent pressure, on a rookie quarterback, excuse me, not a rookie quarterback, a young quarterback. Easton Stick is not a rookie quarterback, but a young quarterback with not a lot of experience. If you're able to get consistent pressure on him, it typically spells good things for your team. And the good news for the Raiders, Mad Max is playing out of his mind. We've talked about the defense, how well they've been playing, how consistent they've been playing, how disruptive they have been. Well, Patrick Graham and company, you guys got to dial it up. Dial it up and make life difficult for Easton Stick. Uh, because look, you know, you look at some of the weapons, the offensive weapons on this Chargers team, and they're good. I mean, it, it is like the great mystery every year. When you look at the Raiders, not the Raiders roster, when you look at the Chargers roster, good roster, really good roster. And you got to sit there and you kind of scratch your head. You're like, how are they not winning more football games? Like, how are they not more relevant? How are they not more in the mix come December, January? It's, it's one of the most mind-boggling things in not only the NFL but North American sports that you look at this team and you're like, I, I just I don't see the disconnect here. And again, that's where we are right now. The Raiders, excuse me, the Raiders and the Chargers, both 5-8 and eight coming into Thursday Night Football. Uh, and, and I got to have it game for both of them. I got to have it game for both of these teams in the AFC West. Now looking up at a bunch of teams not only in the, in the division but in the conference. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, never say never, but it's go time. At the end of the day, it is go time, and you've got to start playing your best football tomorrow. Not in a week, not in two weeks, tomorrow. You've got to have your best brand of football. You've got to have your best 11 guys out there. You have got to be ready to rock. So 
one guy that has been ready to rock really all 2023 has been our man AJ Cole. Like I said, a dude who is playing at a Pro Bowl, All Pro, insert whatever accolade, award you want, because this dude is doing it, balling out. Uh, and like I said, man, you set a franchise record, you get on the pod. It's as simple as that. And I joked with AJ uh, early this year when he came on. I promised him. I guaranteed him. I said, hey, man, I'm going to get you on here before the end of 2023. And we snuck it in. AJ Cole back on the show in 2023. And, man, honestly, a dude that we should have on the show every week. I know the schedules don't allow it, but uh, if I had my way, Mr. Cole would be in the studio with us every single week because he's just not only immensely entertaining, I think AJ has a really uh, unique gift of being able to describe things, of being able to make a a lot of the football jargon, if you will, relatable and approachable to the folks like me and hopefully all of you guys too. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation with friend of the program. Um, AJ Cole. How are you, sir? I mean, 19 days early. Yeah. Twice in one year. It's great. What a blessing. Uh, The blessing's raining down, raining down. No doubt. Now, going back to Sunday, uh, my specialist spidey sense was a tingling at Allegiant Stadium. And then all of a sudden, I'm going through the photos post-game, and I see that you and Shane Leckler, also phenomenal punter, in the house, breaking bread pre-game. What's the combo like between you and Leckler getting uh, getting going there? Yeah, that was really cool. Um, that guy is an absolute legend. Legend. Legend of the game, obviously. Raiders legend. Um, had a phenomenal career. Um, so anytime you get a chance to shake hands with a guy like that and talk to him for a little bit, it's a really cool opportunity. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of talked about some of the mutual connections we've got. You know, there's quite a few people here in the building um, that are still here from the time he played here. So we are kind of just talking about that. And then I was just telling him, like, hey, you know, I, I think it's really cool that I have the opportunity to play here and, and what you did and to kind of try and follow that up. And, uh, you know, it was just it was just an honor to meet a guy like that. And you and I have talked about this a bunch with Daniel and Trent and now Jacob. Like, the, the history that this place has with specialists, you know, obviously playing at a really high level, but also the fan base, the organization really respecting and appreciating what they do is really cool. So I imagine it's a cool moment for you to see one of the dudes, an OG who came before you, who saw, I mean, this fan base still, I guarantee you at any home Raiders game, you see dudes walking around in Shane Leckler jerseys, Sebastian Janikowski jerseys, like, a very cool deal. Yeah, all the time. I mean, you know, Ray Guy, obviously. Yeah, the Ray Guy, yeah. Started that, and then you've got uh, Seabass and Shane that kind of kept that going, and John Condo, the long snapper as well. Um, And so, yeah, there's a very rich tradition, so... You know, it means a little bit more to be a punter of the Raiders than just about any other franchise. Agreed, 100%. Uh, and I was curious, too. Like, I was thinking, you know, I was like, oh, you know, you're breaking bread with Leckler, saying what's up pregame. But then we see every single week, whether it's you and Daniel or guys across the league, there's always that pregame kind of meeting of the minds of the specialists. Like, what do you guys talk about pregame? Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of these guys are people that I know, people that I'm mm. friends with. Uh, the league is really big, but it's really small at the same time. So the Vikings long snapper, Andrew DePaulo, was yep. here my rookie year during training camp. So that's a guy that kind of took me under his wing for a little bit. We weren't teammates for too long, but he really did help me out, and I still catch up with him from time to time. Um, so that was cool just to get to talk to him. But, yeah, you know, we're just talking about different things. We're playing in an outdoor stadium. Sometimes we're talking about the wind, uh, just catching up. Um, talking about, oh, I saw you did this on film. You know, what was your thought process this? Or or what are you thinking about right now? What are your cues? Just kind of trying to pick their brain a little bit and trying to figure out, you know, w- what it is that they're doing that's allowing them to be successful right now. And, you know, just kind of, you know, 
kind of breaking the ice a little bit because we're going to be sharing the field here for a little bit. Dude, Andrew DePaula, fun fact, one of these two strongest handshakes I've ever had experienced in my life. Like the first time I met that dude back at 1220 in Alameda, he shook my hand and I, I put on a brave face at the time, mm. but I'm I'm 99% sure like he fractured my pinky. That dude's got a strong grip. He's got a bone crunching grip yeah, on him, doesn't he? No doubt. The yeah. other one, Austin Howard, who I think was here before you, offensive lineman, like right tackle. Big, huge dude. And I remember I was like, oh, my God. I mean, you shaking a lot of hands. I the sh- fact <laughs> that a long snapper's up there is high praise. For yeah, you high praise. I mean, yeah. listen, and you know my, my love of, uh, of all the specialists, long snappers, punters, all you guys. But, man, I will never forget. I was like, God, man, this guy's got a strong grip. It's no good to joke. see a firm handshake. That that's oh, not, yes. That's not a lost art. You know? No, certainly not. Certainly not in the yeah. uh, in 2023. you got to have it. But I, I was curious, too, and listen, uh, one of the things that brings me great joy, I've been no, uh, you know, not shy about explaining this, when we get a, a huge A.J. Cole punt, a little part of me just just cries of happiness. We got an 83-yarder, not only a career long for A.J. Cole, a franchise record for your Las Vegas Raiders, your Raiders in general, the longest punt uh, in Raiders history. Ironically, you take that mantle from Shane Leckler. Uh, what did, what was that like, man? And I got to be honest, if, if that one was downed at the one, I, I would have lost it. I don't know if I would have been able to continue on for the rest of the evening. Yeah, I mean, almost just... Uh, play of the year by DJ Turner right there. I mean, to to be able to run that far, that fast is absolutely incredible. Um, he got down there, and, you know, the returner probably is going to pick that up if DJ's not down there. Yeah. But, you know, the bobble and ball, you know, it's kind of bouncing along. He doesn't want to try and pick it up, get hit, and, you know, create a turnover right there. So just a phenomenal play by him. Uh, you know, obviously it would have been unbelievable if he was able to down it, but his effort is, you know, really, really great to see. So, uh, yeah, you know, can't be mad at the guy for a situation like that. I mean, that's just all heart. Did you, when that comes off the foot, do you go, okay, that one, that one feels good? Yeah, for anybody that's ever, like, smoked a golf ball or made perfect contact with a baseball, that's kind of the feeling, same as punting, where it just, it feels like nothing. Um, and that, that, that's a cool punt, because it's kind of one we've put in this year. It's kind of like a misdirection punt, where you show, like, you're going left, and the last minute you, sh- you change to the right, so you get the returner kind of lined up cheating a little bit too far and kind of swing back the other way. Um, it's one that we've put in this year and, and worked worked quite a bit at. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it as well, too, you know, with the gunners and the snap and the protection and all that. So um, they made my job easy. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of caught it the right way, got a great bounce. And, uh, you know, in a game like that, you're really thinking that, you know, it's going to come down to – um, you think it's going to come down to the field position a lot of times in a tight game like that, um, low scoring. And so, you know, I, I feel like those are the games where I really feel like I can, you know, make a big impact. Um, wasn't enough, but, you know, just uh, put it all out there. Uh, and I know the 83 is the longest you've had in a game. What's the longest you've had just like messing around at practice at NC State? Like what's the what's the longest you've got in the in the arsenal as of now? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be up there. Uh, you know, you know, you don't really know because sometimes – you're not really tracking where the ball bounces sure. to and rolls because you expect the returner to catch them. So, I mean, it, it's hard to kick it much further than that. Um, but, yes, probably somewhere around there. Like it's kind of one of those ones you hit in practice and you're like, oh, man, if the returner doesn't get to that <laughs> one, that's going to roll a mile. So to see it play out on game day is cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I uh, you know, I come back here for the second half. The games were in the studio post game, and I was sitting and I was watching on TV, and I go, oh, boy. 
Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. And we were oh so close. Uh, I'm curious, though, like we, uh, our PR staff was talking about this earlier, you know, talking about the, the great year, the great 2023 that you've had. Have you uh, have you had a tackle this year yet? Is that the only thing that we're missing from the statue from AJ Cole? Yeah, that's the only thing we're missing. Yeah. But that's just credit to the guy. It is. No, it's a good me. thing. It's a good thing, right? But Yeah, for sure. I mean, if the guy's in front of me, tackle him before I get the chance to get down there. That's that's the dream. But let's not forget, you're an athlete, brother. Oh, you're an athlete. Sure. And look, if I got to stick my head in there, body craves contact. Yeah, <laughs> as the and we were joking. I was like, "Man, that's what's going to put him over the top." If we can add a tackle to the Pro Bowl campaign, it's easy, easy shoeing. And listen, I know we got a long way to go, but you know, just saying. A lot of football left. A lot of football left. A lot of football left. Speaking of a lot of football left, uh, we're here on a Tuesday, short week. Obviously, unique schedule, tons of things going on. Uh, what does it change for you and Daniel in particular, and Jacob as well, going into a short week? Obviously, not as much live kicking, but how do you kind of you guys kind of turn the page quickly, get ready for a Thursday night? Yeah, I mean to kind of peel back the curtains a little bit. Um, so you know you'll kick on Sunday in the game, obviously, and then Monday you'll go do a leg lift. Tuesday's an off day. Um, typically do some body recovery type stuff, Pilates, whatever that might be. And then Wednesday and Friday are our big work days where we get the bulk of our kicking in. Um, and so when you don't have that time, you, you lose a day of preparation, you lose a day of practice. Um, so we kind of just do a shortened day on Tuesday because you kind of want to let the body to recover. Uh, going through a game, obviously you kick balls in pregame, halftime, during the game, all that. But one of the biggest things for us is just the, the amount of time you have to stay loose for. Mm. You know, you have to be body firing at 100% productivity for five, six hours. Um, and that, that kind of just wears on you a little bit. But you got to, you know, reset quickly, whatever it is, whatever your body needs, massage, whatever you can do to get your body on track. Because uh, the game's happening at 520 on Thursday, whether you like it or not. So you got to kind of get on get on your game a little bit and um, recover quickly so we had a, a light day today got a little got a little bit of work in to kind of feel that rhythm um, and then we'll go out there on Thursday you know and speaking of Thursday Chargers coming to town and it feels like dude every single year especially since I've been here and certainly since you've been here Raiders Chargers games just have this air of they're tight they're funky we kind of see something that we haven't necessarily seen before uh it'll be a lot of fun to have you guys out there on thursday at in prime time in front of the home stadium so i imagine you guys also look forward to a division matchup but certainly under the bright lights yeah and it seems like we always play the chargers on thursday i don't know if the schedule makers just love yeah, that we matchup did, on did we do that last Friday. year too we did it in 2019 for sure uh -huh. we did it in 2020 for sure we did it in 2021 maybe in la was that no? Yeah, maybe. no. That was the game, right? Wasn't there a weather delay in an indoor stadium? That was a Thursday night, was it not? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to fact check that. We'll put the stats right yeah. there. But and then last year we played the Rams, and then so uh, you know we we, lo we love playing LA teams on Thursday yeah. nights. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, certainly. Quick, quick commute, maybe the schedule. That, you know, that, there's that probably like an element of logic to that, right? Where it is a short week, you don't want to have someone from Philly or from the East Coast flying in, or you guys going to Miami, right? So yeah, I imagine we had to fly to Buffalo on a Tuesday <laughs> night. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> that would not be fun. Yeah. But and it's even the best part is you don't have to fly anywhere. You're gonna have to sleep in your bed on Wednesday night. Come here, do your thing on Thursday. For sure. uh, and then the best part is now with the uniqueness of playing on Christmas. Now a nice little mini buy for you guys after Thursday night. And I imagine at this point of the year, as you call it, any extra days uh, are good days for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of times when it comes to December, the teams that are healthiest are the teams that are winning football games. Mm. So you know, having that rest on the back end is gonna be great for us as long as we take advantage of it. Um, and so you know. 
You'd love to go out there, get a win on Thursday night, and have a chance for the body to heal up going Thursday all the way to Monday um, and kind of gear up for the home, you know, the last three-game stretch. Yeah, and we are we are certainly in that final quarter in the home stretch, but as you said, a lot of football left to be played, and that starts in earnest this Thursday night at Allegiant Stadium. AJ Cole, it was so good to see you, as you said, twice in one year, and let's put it this way, even bigger and better things in 2024 are for you on this program. How about that? That's right. I'll see you January 1st. January 1. Uh, who do we play? Well, we play New Year's Eve, right? Uh... Uh, we yeah, do, right? We do. Colts? Are we getting Colts? Colts on New Year's Eve? Colts That's what I'm New seeing? Year's Eve, and then, yeah. Oh, so I hope I don't see you on Jan 1. It's an off day for you. Yeah, I'll come in for you. Yeah, you'll come. <laughs> That's the nice one we'll clip. It's AJ Cole. I will yeah. come in on January 1st to be on your show. All the same. Best of luck. Always good to see you. Uh, best of luck on Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, man, stay safe the rest of the way. Appreciate it, uh, And it is always a good day when AJ Cole... Comes and hangs out. Friend of the program, one of my favorite dudes, not only on this roster, but one of my favorite guys that has ever walked through the doors of either 1220 Harbor Bay Parkway or the Intermountain Health Performance Center. Big, so big shout out to AJ. And again, big thank you to our PR staff for, for facilitating that interview. Well, like we talked about, it is go time for your Las Vegas Raiders, man. They need a win. They, they have not uh, had a win in some weeks now as they are currently in the midst of a three-game losing streak. And with the bye mixed in there, it's been a while. It's been a while since we uh, enjoyed a victory Monday or a victory Friday, whatever the case may be. But, you know, a, a great opportunity for the Silver and Black at home in front of a crowd, the home crowd, passionate crowd, prime time. The entire NFL world is watching, right? This is, a, this is a moment for the silver and black, right? What will it mean in the grand scheme of 2023? Who knows, right? A lot of football left to be played. But the focus is this. Focus is coming out of this with a W. Raiders don't like the Chargers. Chargers don't like the Raiders. That's no secret there. It's, uh, you know, we talk about this anytime one of these great old AFC West rivalries pop up twice a year. It's just, it's fun, right? It's fun. It is the, the truest sense of competition. I cannot wait. That place is going to be rocking tomorrow night. And so we look at, and we do it every week, right? The Raiders will win if. And for me, there's so many things that, that we could talk about. We could, we could be snarky and say, oh, if the Raiders can score more than zero points. Oh, yeah, I get that, right? And I think there's, there's a level of that that is fair, considering the consistent struggles that this offense has had in 2023. I totally get that. But I, I think for me, just looking at the numbers, kind of kind of doing the deep dive on, on what the Chargers do well, what they perhaps don't do super well. For me, the Raiders will win tomorrow night if they can get Devontae Adams involved consistently. Consistently. Keyword. Bold it. Put it on the on the marquee at whatever casino we got here in town. Consistently. Because when Devontae has gotten his chances in 2023. By and large, good things have happened. Devontae Adams is an all-pro, Pro Bowl, future Hall of Fame type dude, right? When he gets his opportunities to go make plays, 99 times out of 100, he goes and makes those plays. And we hear all the time that the NFL is a game of adjustments. It's a game of, uh, of evolving, right? So we see oftentimes the numbers in the first half or the opportunities in the first half for Devontae are good, right? He's getting his shots up. Second half, defense adjusts takes away uh, Devontae from the offensive game plan, right? Because if you're a defensive coordinator and you say, hey, number 17, best dude they got, he's beaten us, let's take him away. And we've seen that a handful of times throughout the season. But I think at some point, if you're the quarterback of the silver and black, 
you got to push the issue a little bit. And, and I'm certainly not one of those people that says, hey, I want to be careless. Let's give Devontae 15, you know, 15 opportunities, 18 opportunities. Have it work in the, in the grand scheme of, of what the offensive game plan is, certainly. But be a little aggressive. Be on the front foot. Have the, have the trust in, Devo- in Devontae that, hey, Devontae is better than 99% of the DBs. 99% of the times when he lines up at the line of scrimmage and he looks at the dude across from him, he goes, I'm going to beat you. I know I can beat you. And what does he do? He beats him. So let us get constant involvement from Devontae Adams, particularly when you look at the defensive numbers for the Los Angeles Chargers, and they are ranked 29th in total defense. 29th. They are averaging 375 yards, uh, surrendering 375 yards per game. They are ranked 29th in pass defense. They are surrounding 260, almost 262 passing yards per game in 2023. That is what they are giving up on a week-to-week basis. And they aren't playing guys like Devontae Adams every single week. And certainly there are a plethora of super talented wideouts in the NFL. There aren't a lot of Devontae Adamses. So I would love to see Devontae involved from whistle to whistle. Get Devontae involved early in the scripted portion of the, pro, uh, of the program, right? That first series, those first two series. Get him involved there. Get him his touches. But see him involved in the third quarter. If this is a tight game, and I have every expectation that this is going to be a tight game, we, we read the stat earlier about, historically speaking, how tight these matchups are between the Raiders and the Chargers, this is a game that's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Right? This is a game that's going to come down to a final drive, a big play on offense, a big play on defense. We know that. In those moments, let Devontae cook. Be aggressive. Give him his opportunities to be great. Because he is. Devontae Adams is great. Give him his chances to go do his thing. That is what I want to see, and I feel like if the Raiders are able to do that, if they are able to be consistent in that idea, in that philosophy, uh, in that commitment to getting him the football— I like the Raiders' chances. And again, a lot is going to have to go right. You're going to have to protect the quarterback, right? You are going to have to get the run game going. As of right now, TBD on Josh Jacobs' status. You're going to have to do a lot of these things. You're going to have to play complimentary football. But I would love to see number 17 have a big day in primetime. And trust me on this, and we see the stats bear it out, Devontae Adams loves playing on primetime. Loves, loves, loves it. So, Get Devontae involved. This is my plea. Do it. Give him his chances to be great. Uh, And if that's the case, I like the Raiders' chances. Uh, Before we get out of here, you know what we got to do. We got to crack an ice cold bruchacho on the way out. And uh, and for me this week, uh, really, you know, cracking a, cracking a cold one for the UNLV community, right? I mean, we, we talked a lot and we've heard so much about the, the tragedy that happened there last week. You saw Max Crosby run out of the tunnel on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, the UNLV flag in one hand, uh, the state of Nevada flag in the other hand. Really incredible moment. Really poignant moment. Uh, credit to Max for doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that there was... Uh, you know, a lot of discussion and a lot of thought that went into that. But at the end of the day, right, Max is the leader of the team. We talk about it every single week. He is the, the heartbeat of what this team does when they are rocking. Uh, and really, really awesome to kind of see him have that moment, pay homage to our entire UNLV community. And I, I talk about it a lot, man, right? Like, I, uh, you know, I've realized since I've lived in Las Vegas, me and my wife and now another little man, like, Vegas is a small town. 
And I mean that in the best possible way. Like this is a small town. It is a tight knit community. Uh, and so when something like this unfortunately happens, something avoidable like this happens, uh, you know, you, you see how it impacts the entire community. So just thinking about everyone at UNLV, and obviously, you know, I talked about this, something that <clears throat> certainly hits close to home, right? My wife's a graduate student at UNLV. Uh, our neighbor works at UNLV. So a, a lot of really, uh, you know, close connections. And that's, that's everyone in this building. Right, that's every single person in this building is connected in some way, shape, or form. Some, uh, you know, thread on the web to our uh, to our friends down there uh, at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So big shout out to them, man. Thinking of every single one of them, and uh, and this ice cold bruchachos for them, and <clears throat> just kind of how they have uh, kind of how they've responded over the past week. So forever thinking of our of our rebel family, and uh, yeah. You know, just uh, wishing them the best and and certainly sending the best of vibes. Uh, On our way out, too, just a friendly reminder, Jason Fitz is back in the fifth quarter. He will not be here in studio, unfortunately. His real job called and said, hey, Fitz, you got to come to work. So he will be remote uh, back at his home in Bristol, Connecticut. I will be here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center hanging out in the pod studio. But friendly reminder, it'll be Eddie and Fitz breaking it all down late night, fifth quarter after dark. Because with a 5.15 kickoff, I mean, we're going to get in the lab and be like 9 o'clock, be past my bedtime, that is for sure. But uh, yeah, just a reminder, come hang out with us, uh, download the app, hang out, you know, download the, the uh, you know, all of our pod feeds, make sure you're getting all the content, and uh, we, we do appreciate each and every single one of you for that. And that is it. We are ready to go. It is Thursday night football. It is going to be exciting, primetime, nothing better than primetime football, especially on a Thursday night. So Raider Nation, again, reminder, it is a 5.15 kickoff. It is Thursday night on Amazon. That's where you can find the Raiders and the Chargers do their thing. And uh, we hope that we see you guys after the game on the fifth quarter with Eddie and Fitz. So on that note, for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, AJ Cole, and everyone else at Silver and Black Productions who keeps us rocking and rolling and dominating through November. And, well, this is December, so dominating through December. December as well. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.